Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Retire with Confidence podcast. I'm Nick Hopwood. I'm Jim Pilot. And we're going to give you our thoughts on the market over the past few weeks, kind of a special market update. Yeah, it's been a bumpy stretch for us here, hasn't it? Remember that movie, Office Space, with Peter Gibbons? Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. It's like a cult classic, it's one classic. of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. Um, every night, when I if I can't sleep, mm-hmm. I put that on, oh, that's and it puts me right to sleep, <laughs> like a baby. Yeah. Because I just know every line, and so I, you don't have to yeah, concentrate. You, mindless, right? Yeah, you can exactly. just watch, yeah. Exactly. So, do you watch TV at night? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Just put you on watch some, some movie well. I've seen a hundred times or something. Yeah. It's perfect. That's I'm the right idea. with you. I get it. That's the idea. Yeah. So in that movie, Peter Gibbons, the main character, um, he hates work. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to a uh, occupational hypnotherapist, mm-hmm. which is made up, right? <laughs> right. And he's sitting there in the chair and he's the the shrink is asking him, you know, what's the deal? And he says, well... You know, every day I go to work is the worst day of my life. And then the shrink says, what about today? Is today the worst day of your life? And he's like, yes. And then the shrink's like, oh, that's messed up. <laughs> but that's that's kind of how I feel every day the Dow goes down a right. thousand. <laughs> I had that thought this week a lot, yeah. Yeah. So like every day it goes down a thousand, it's like, this is the worst day of my life. And, you know, you just want to get it over with, yeah. right? Can't and this has been a race mm-hmm. to the bottom Faster, first of all, the fastest drop of twenty percent an hour. The max is twenty-seven ish yeah. percent. Right. The fastest drop ever. Yeah. Ever. That that was one of the things that really stood out, wasn't it? Is you'd wait. I mean, every day it was it was moving in such big chunks, percentage wise and point wise. I mean, it was it was really quick. The quickest. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things that uh, are notable is that. Uh, this week, and thank God it's Friday, right? Yeah. And it's actually up. Yeah. But, but this week is the worst week since 2008. Last week, at that time, was the worst week since 2008. Oh, consecutive. Right. And so now, right, it's, uh, it's really piling on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yesterday was a 10% drop on the Dow, and that hasn't happened since 1987. Okay. Okay. October, so, yeah. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been through the dot-com crash and been through the 2008 crash, and they're each unique. Um, but we never had a 10% down day like in 1987. Mm-hmm. Back in 87, it was worse. But right. we've never had a down day like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there's just it's relentless. Okay, right. feels like it's never going to end. Right. Yeah. And when you feel that way, is kind of when usually it turns. Yeah. And this is not investment advice for anyone. Um, there's no specific recommendations in this episode. We're just talking in de- in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, what are th- what are a few things that we think need to happen, right, to get through this from a from a uh, market perspective mm-hmm. and from an economic perspective? Yeah, uh, great questions. I mean, I think that you know we got to get past the fear first of all. I think the fear 
is not just in the market, but it's in, I mean, society, right? Everybody does not know what to expect. The one thing that markets do not like is uncertainty. And with the amount of uncertainty out there, it's causing a tremendous amount of fear, which is, which is in my mind, is really the leading cause of the, the pullback here. Yeah, when you have, originally it was uh, like NBA canceled, mm-hmm. uh, uh, flights from China canceled, now it's flights from Europe. Yeah. Um, Disney World is closed. My kid's school is closed. March Madness. Yeah. I mean, the Michigan basketball team was warming up on on the court <laughs> on Wednesday in front of no fans. Mm-hmm. And they told them at like 11.59, hey, Never, yeah. go back to the locker room. And I feel really bad for for these seniors, right? Yeah. They're done. Right. Like, you usually go into your last game thinking, if we lose, this is our last game. Right. It's over. Yeah. It's, uh, it is heartbreaking, right? All the things... That, that are the fallout of this, right? What, you know, the, the, the seniors in their last trips and the spring breaks, and, I mean, the list goes on and on of things that are yeah. affected by this. No yeah. But I was thinking that in order for us to get through this, right, we need to see some evidence of containment. So every day now, mm-hmm. there's more cases, mm-hmm. whereas in China, there's dramatically re- it's been a dramatic reduction, mm-hmm. okay? And... If we can follow that path, right, that's a, that's a really nice piece of confidence. Okay, so that people are going to say, we don't have the testing and all of this, um, so we don't really know, and that's mm-hmm. a fair point. But if we have less cases day after day, like uh, a negative, it could still be sloping up, but um, a deceleration of the slope mm-hmm. or a negative slope right. in itself, right, it's evidence that it's not spreading yeah. as fast, right? Yeah. Uh, and then secondly, we don't really know what the economic, specific economic impact will be as a result of everything shut down. It's going to be bad. Right. But we don't know how bad. Right. Is it, a, is it a Q2 thing or is it a, does it linger beyond that? Right. Exactly. And then we're also getting some policy response, but it's not maybe in the magnitude. There's still uncertainty there. Like mm-hmm. the Fed has stopped, stepped in with cutting rates and buying bonds like yeah, a, a QE. Yeah. But also the fiscal government, right, they're probably going to come up with a package of something over the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and we'll see what that is and if it, if it brings confidence. It's really confidence right. that, they're, that they're, you know, helping. Yeah. Because right? Right when the president spoke on Wednesday night, he, he said that we're shutting down the flights, which mm-hmm. was a really scary thing, yeah. and he, just, he's, he didn't say anything else, ultimately, and so the market... Did not like that. I didn't know how to interpret it, right? And then you go down 10% the next day. Yep. Okay. Yep. It heard the fear part of it more than it heard the, we're going to make it okay. Right. You know? Right. So I'm an optimist. Okay. I think Jim oh, yeah. is an optimist yep. as well. So I believe because of all the shutdowns that we're seeing and everyone's hunkering in to their bomb shelters, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that we will not, we that we will have a pretty good containment. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that slope decelerating. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, more like China numbers today, right? Rather than the Italy numbers of right. today. Okay. Right. So I think that it will. I think that will work. Yeah. And absolutely. when was the last time you touched anyone? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Elbow yeah. bumped a guy this morning. That's yeah. About it. Yeah, that's risky. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but like but as a result of all the shutdowns, mm-hmm. we're going to have a recession. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have gonna, a recession. No doubt, it's going to affect the economy, right? Now, if it's like a four-week thing, you know, maybe there's no recession. But 
I just don't think it will thaw out that quick. I, I think that we're going to have a recession that will start in March, and you know maybe it goes th- Q, uh, maybe really Q1. Well, the first the beginning part of the year was fantastic for the economy. Mm-hmm. So probably the first quarter will still have growth because they measure these things quarterly. Mm-hmm. So probably the first quarter still shows growth and then right. Q2 goes negative. Right. Even if June is good, Q2 will probably be negative. Yeah, we'll get earnings warnings and everything oh, yeah. for Q2 for sure. Yeah. But but how quickly does it come back online, right? Yeah. I mean, if in my optimistic scenario, mm-hmm. probably pretty quick. The summer is good for the backdrop of the flu. Right. Right. Um, and I think you made an important point, though, is the fundamentals of the economy were really strong earlier in the year. This yeah. kind of came out of nowhere, right? Nobody nobody saw that, that we were going to get to this point this quick. Yeah. I mean, the jobs number in February was yeah. remarkable. It was still, yeah. It, it was, was remarkable. Yeah. And that was like two weeks ago. Right. You know? So, so we shut everything down. We have a recession. But because we shut everything down, there's no outbreak, and we are back to work, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of feel like that is my optimistic scenario. Now, what does that mean for the markets? Well, it's already been down almost 30%, okay? Right. So in a recession, you know, you have a 35% drawdown oftentimes, right? So that could mean that if, we, if my optimistic scenario plays out, we do have the recession. Maybe there's a 35% drawdown, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe yesterday was the last capitulation. Yeah, was the flush. I mean, I'm not ready to say that that was the day, mm-hmm. but but uh, I feel like days like yesterday, right. they they remind you of a, a bottom. Okay, mm-hmm. so what what I've been we've been telling people for the young people, for the accumulators, for the people that have cash. Mm-hmm. Like this morning, got a call from um, two clients actually. You know, they had their bonus drop today, mm-hmm. and so. They put it in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Also, people who were hoarding cash and they brought it in, we put together a, you know, a monthly plan to buy every month. Well, we're accelerating that plan now. Yeah. Because you know, you, you don't want to just arbitrarily pick the first of the month mm-hmm. when you have a 27% drop to take advantage of. Right. Right. Yeah. It's important to be nimble and be ready to take advantage of that. Right. What about the retirees? You know, if you're taking required minimum distributions... Mm-hmm. Right, it makes a lot of sense to have a year or more of yep. cash. Mm-hmm. So if you are taking a monthly withdrawal right now, let's say uh, you know March thirteenth or mm-hmm. March twelfth, even better. Yeah, is the day of your monthly withdrawal. Right. You don't want to. You don't want to be a forced seller. Yeah. On a day we, like that. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're selling at like a three-year low right. uh, on a ten percent drop, the biggest one since eighty-seven. So we're big advocates of having that short-term cash bucket mm-hmm. where the money is safe. We know that you know for the next year we have cash. We don't have to sell stocks or or anything anything because the cash is there. Yeah, and that's an important thing to to consider when the market feels like it's dropping every day, right? Is is remembering uh, you have this money set aside. You don't need to move to cash. You don't need to jump to protect it. You don't have to, to make any knee-jerk reactions that are going to cause you to be in a worse off spot because you sold at the worst time. You know, how would you, how would you like to miss the rally today because you just couldn't take it anymore, right? Yeah. But would you get a peace of mind to know that, hey, this is still money that's a couple of years out before I need it? That's always an important thing to remember. A friend was um, asking me yesterday, you know, who in, the, in their right mind is selling right now? Mm-hmm. And it, you know he's 
he's we're just joking, you know. And but you know, who's selling yesterday? I don't yeah. think you were. Right? No, it's and it's funny you bring that up because I was actually talking to one of our strategists that we use, and he said that they have they felt like the market was oversold. But one of the things that they do is they closely monitor the buying and the selling action. Where's it coming from? And he said that uh, everything that they're looking at shows that the retail investor is doing the selling and the institutions are the ones doing the buying. What does that mean, retail versus institution? So, you know, the individuals, right? The people who just can't take the pain anymore. People who are tired of it seeing go down and they don't want to lose anymore. Um, you know, the... You know, Do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Smith out on the street kind of guy that, that wants to do it on his own. He's he, he's getting out, and that's what's a lot of the selling pressure is coming from from that side. And the the institutions, right? Think of like the mutual fund managers and the big, you know, the the smart money, right? The smart money is the one stepping in and buying. Um, yeah, okay. So he said that was something that is a, uh, tends to be a really good long term indicator, is what he said. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, kind of a uh, contrarian yeah. indicator. Yeah, for sure. And so what, you know what Warren Buffett, one a good Warren Buffett quote, right? Be greedy when others are fearful. Yeah, and that's really kind of applies to what we've seen. Wonder if Warren will spend some of his hundred and thirty billion <laughs> buying out some of these companies that are half off. Yeah, now. yeah, like like Delta Airlines or something. Just complete speculation. Right. All these airlines, a lot of other oh. companies are down half. Yeah. Right. They've really got so. Hit. I don't know what Delta's market cap is, but like. Buffett could come right in and just write a check for Delta. Right. This you is know? what he's been waiting for, right? Yeah. He's a, a pullback of some sort to, to put somebody to work at a better price, and that's exactly what he got. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see if he pulls the trigger. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, so one pattern that we often see on the charts or with a bottoming process mm -hmm. is you know a big down plunge, mm -hmm. okay, and then a rally back, mm -hmm. right? It comes back up. And it, it starts to feel better, mm -hmm. but then it rolls back down, mm -hmm. and it comes back down to that low that you had maybe a few weeks before. Right. And we call that a double bottom. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, that first low point needs to be retested. Mm -hmm. And if it holds, then that's a really great signal. Right. If it doesn't hold, well, then there could be another leg down. Maybe that maybe that's like the thirty-five yeah. percent kind of deal. Right. Um, but, but be aware of that pattern. I think that it happens quite often with a bottoming process. And just one more comment, you know, like comparing this to the last two recessions. Mm -hmm. I think this is worth noting that in 2000, in March of 2000, mm -hmm. from that all-time high, the uh, S&P 500 had a, a P.E. ratio of 30, mm -hmm. highest ever. The NASDAQ had a P.E. ratio of like 70 plus, mm -hmm. okay? Right. And the market lost 50% between 2000 and 2003 mm -hmm. we had a we had the the dot-com bubble we had 9-11 and plus a recession all mixed in there yeah but it was severely deep because of the starting point right, right? it was just way too high 2008 it was not a stock market bubble mm -hmm. but the real estate bubble mm -hmm. and when real estate unwound with all the credit the banking crisis Right, that was a, that was a real asset, mm -hmm. basically a depression, right? Like nineteen twenty nine, right? When it's real assets, that's what we get. Okay, mm -hmm. and again, more than fifty percent drop. Mm -hmm. This one, right? I hate to say this time is different. Every, there's always a different reason, right? <laughs> yeah. But this recession, okay, will will not be, be because of a bubble because the S and P was like at a nineteen mm -hmm. P E ratio, 
right? right? Which is just a little bit above average. Yeah, it's not. I wouldn't even call it very stretched. Yeah, right? just no, kind no. of in the in that zone. Right. In the normal zone. Fully valued, but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, not undervalued. Right. Today, though, mm-hmm. right? People would make the argument that it's undervalued. Right. Okay. Um, so we start with a PE that's normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're looking at a bubble, a real property bubble, or a banking crisis. Mm-hmm. I don't see any of that. Right. Right. Doesn't doesn't make sense that that where there'd be a parallel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this one. Again, this is my optimistic scenario, okay, where there's containment. Where there's the uncertainty is if we can't contain it. Right. Like like with the subprime How in 2007. How right? Yeah. Everyone said, well, why is everyone making a big deal out of subprime, right? We're making mountains out of a molehill. Mm-hmm. But people just didn't understand mm-hmm. the subprime. Right. There were only a select few people who understood the problem, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, in this case, okay, you know, maybe there's something that we don't understand, mm-hmm. right? And that's the only part that keeps me really fearful, right? The unknown, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Like maybe this is truly something that we can't contain. Um, but I have a hard time believing it because I look at China, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the only thing to me, right, that really takes you down to uh, that kind of a level from 01 or 08. Right, yeah. So a quick question, let's see how you answer this, but we talked about it, this recession possibly leading in, you know, going a couple months, maybe Q1, Q2, whatever. Do, do you feel like that necessarily correlates, though, to the market being down all that time? No, the market leads us down, okay? Mm-hmm. So the market's been leading us down here February and March, mm-hmm. right? And that signals the weakness, right? the, the forward-looking weakness. It's pricing in the weakness. Yeah, yeah. it's pricing in a recession. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it... When it starts to turn up, whenever that is, okay, it'll be before the recession is over. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll look around and maybe we're still having these problems mm-hmm. with as a result of kind of shutting everything down. Right. It'll still feel like different and strange, mm-hmm. but the market will start leading up, right? And it will be in advance of the end of the recession mm-hmm. or the weakness if it's right. not a recession. Good question. Yeah. I, I just think that's important for people to understand that just because this could go on for a couple months, that doesn't mean that those, we're going to lose a thousand points a day for the next couple months, right? That doesn't mean no. that at all. No. Uh, this is like the initial shock. Yeah. I expect that we'll have volatility, but it should not It should not be like these thousand point right. a day throughout this whole thing, okay? Because mm-hmm. there'll be more visibility, and when we have more visibility... The tension we could still be down, right? Mm-hmm. But the tensions will ease a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there'll be these pockets of gyrations for sure. Yeah. So hang in there, right? Let's be optimists. Do your part. Like everyone seems to be the the rally and cry, um, but look at look at where the market is and understand that typically uh, you're rewarded if you look out. You know, one yeah. year, three years, five years. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the hardest buying I've ever done was 2008 when it just seemed to, like it was never going to turn around. Right. Yeah. And it just yeah. would keep throwing money at it. And, you know, in hindsight, that was some of the best money I ever invested. You know. So for our clients, if you'd like to take the risk quiz, if you'd like to set an appointment, um, if you just want to have a phone call, call us, email us. Okay. We're here for you. Um, for people that are, that are looking for a second opinion. Do the same thing. Go to the go to the website peakwm.com and 
um, starting the prospects page. Sounds good. All All right. right. See you next time. Bye. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.